Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show, your source for intel, forecasts, and strategies. Hello, I'm Michael Ball. Thank you for being with us. This segment is brought to you by BoneMeat.org. They are education for facilities and property management. Check them out. Well, today we have a great show for you. We're going to talk about REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust. Did you know that REITs own $2 trillion in assets? And they also have, there's 80 million Americans that invest in REIT stocks. And it's a great way to be in the commercial real estate world, but uh, also uh, be liquid with your money. So uh, please welcome my guest. It's Calvin Schnurra, and he's with NEREIT. He's a PhD, and he's Senior VP with Research and Economic Analysis. And Calvin's joining us on the phone. Calvin, thanks for being with us, sir. Well, thank you for having me this morning. Well, Calvin, first of all, I'd like to ask you about some of the sectors. I'd like to ask you about some of the factors that you expect to impact commercial real estate moving forward and, and therefore REITs. But let's start off with, you know, what did you see for REIT performance uh, last year? You know, last year was a challenging year in financial markets for REITs, uh, for, for other real estate, and actually for the entire equity market. What we saw... I, the REITs were down a bit over 4% total return for the full year, which was uh, actually a little bit better than the S&P, which was down 4.4% total return. But what happened was you got late into the end of the year, and I think uh, anyone who was paying attention to the market saw this, there was a lot of concern. You saw a lot of volatility, stock prices fell quite a bit, and it was that people were concerned that the economic expansion was coming to an end. We could be heading into a recession, they were thinking, and that the, the real estate sector might be hit by that. Um, now, you know, when we talk about the outlook for 2019, we're going to find out this was a false alarm. Uh, the REIT sector is still doing quite well in terms of their operations, and uh, the overall economy has uh, got quite a bit of momentum as well. But if you, if you look at what happened in the final couple of months of the year last year, um, it pulled the whole pulled the whole equity market into negative territory. Yeah, it did. And you know, you mentioned the length of the cycle. I'd like to ask you about that. But also, there was a partial government shutdown, and you know, did that have something to do with it? And and how might that impact commercial real estate and, and therefore REITs? Well, I, I work in Washington D.C., and I've got friends who work in the government, so it certainly affected some people. I don't want to downplay the impact there. It was a uh, it was a big dislocation for a lot of workers, a lot of businesses. Uh, but in terms of a macroeconomic impact, it's hard to see anything that happened, even though this was a record-long government shutdown. Um, there were some temporary interruptions of businesses. There were some people who might not have gone to, to, to restaurants or things like that. But in terms of looking at quarterly GDP growth, quarterly returns for real estate, uh, it's, it really shouldn't even be on the radar. I see. And what about interest rates, though? It seemed like we were hearing from the Fed they may be doing some increases in 2019, but then it seems like after December, after you know, the government shut down, it seems like it's curtailed a little bit that maybe there won't be interest rate increases this year, or, or maybe if there are, there'll be less of them. What do you think, and what's the impact there? We're seeing a stable interest rate environment, and I don't expect rates to rise very much from where they are right now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if rates do move back up a bit, but the point is they're going to move 
in a range that is very favorable for commercial real estate and is actually quite good for the overall economy. Now, the reason why is the Fed has a mandate to support full employment and price stability. I spent almost a decade working on the Fed staff and worked quite closely with these objectives. Uh, and in terms of price stability, there were some concerns last year because inflation rates had moved up a bit, moved above 2%, which is the Fed's inflation target. Well, it turns out that the price increases then, a lot of them were some temporary factors that once they've washed out over the past six or seven months, core inflation is running about one and three quarters percent. So it's below the Fed's target. The Fed can afford to be patient. Their public statements have said they're going to be patient. I wouldn't be surprised if the Fed uh, pauses or even stops the rate increases sometime in the first half of this year. That's going to be favorable for real estate, for REITs, and for the overall economy. Okay. And, you know, when I heard this and saw this, I, I was excited. I mean, I'm a commercial real estate broker uh, in the Southeast selling uh, some large and medium-sized assets. And I thought, well, that should be great for commercial real estate. And, 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 and is it really, is it great? What's it do to commercial real estate values? Is it really a uh, a shot in the arm for moving forward. Does it, and it also does it impact your thoughts on the length of this cycle? Does it further stretch out this great cycle we're in? Your question is, does shot in the arm? I wouldn't expect this to give any extra boost to the real estate market. What it does is it takes away the threat that rising interest rates could slow activity. So. Uh, a good thing this isn't a grammar class because I'm putting a double negative in here. <laughs> it's not going to be a negative factor on real estate. Uh, but what that means is we have a, we may have an interest rate environment pretty similar to what we had the past couple of years, which was quite good for commercial real estate. So I expect I expect this expansion to continue. Um, you asked a little bit about uh, a real estate cycle. Mm -hmm. I've actually stopped using the term cycle because that makes people think that there's some regularity, some predictability, some duration that once you reach that duration, you should expect a downturn. Um, I spent a lot of time studying real estate downturns, and that's just not the way that it works. It's not the length of time that matters. It's if you have excesses, if you have excess building, if you have overbuilding, oversupply, uh, if prices rise too fast, if you have too much debt. Um, and we simply don't have those right now. Supply and demand are roughly balanced in most property types. Uh, this is a pretty good market to continue running. Uh, there's really no none of the warning signs, the red flags that typically precede a downturn. Yeah, I agree. It, uh, we don't have all those problems that we had at the previous downturn, but there's still some people who think that maybe there's a change in the economy in 2020. You know, what do you think? Well, it's pretty hard to predict that far out. Yeah. Um, it could be could be changes in the economy, but um, those those are really not. There's nothing of the magnitude that would cause a recession. So uh, two months ago, I was actually I was in Atlanta for uh, the American Economic Economic Association meetings and was in a in a in a panel where uh, Fed Chairman Jay Powell and Past chairmen Janet Yellen and Ben Bernanke were speaking about the outlook. And Ben Bernanke made a comment. He said about the length of the cycle, he said, 
economic expansions don't die of old age. They get murdered. <laughs> now, you've got to laugh for that. But what murders them? Uh, there are a couple typical things. One is if the Fed is worried that inflation is rising fast and they want to slow the economy, then they raise interest rates, and that can murder an expansion. Uh, we, we don't see that. And, and it takes more than a year or two for inflation pressures to build. And then the other things are what I was mentioning earlier, overbuilding, not just in real estate, but the, the overall economy. The point is those types of excesses take a couple years to build up, and we're still comfortably mid-cycle. That's great. And you mentioned new supply, and that seems like uh, you know, one of the big problems we've had uh, when we looked at last recessions or past recessions. And uh, construction costs, Alvin, you, you've seen it. that They just increase so much, it's... Uh, uh, almost incredible. Is that something that's maybe helping stabilize uh, commercial real estate in some way, maybe limiting uh, new supply and, and keeping values up on, on commercial properties if, they, if you can't compete with it because the cost of, to build them is, is so high? Current, you're, you, yes, it is. Current uh, construction cost, cost uh, sorry, I got those words jumbled in my mouth. Current construction costs are certainly um, a drag on the amount of, of new building right now. Uh, two areas in particular, labor, uh, skilled labor is in short supply for many of the skilled trades. And that just means that you know, they need to either pay more or they may actually have difficulty uh, finding the workers that they need. So the, the, the timetable uh, for completing a building is drawn out by you know, several months. Uh, and that adds to the costs as well. But also there are materials costs. Many of the materials used in building construction, both residential and commercial, uh, have pushed up. Yeah, so that's making builders less eager to put up a lot of new buildings. And that's something that's you know quite favorable for the existing buildings because a certain amount of demand is mostly going to the existing buildings, not, not the new supply. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, back to REITs for a moment. Um, are there any of the new crowdfunding or other ways that people are creating to, to invest in commercial real estate? Are they starting to impact REITs at all yet? Do uh, they have any competition, new competition out there? You know, crowdfunding is an interesting phenomenon. We see lots of stories about it. Um, it's not something that I've seen the REITs doing. Uh, the REITs, crowdfunding is for smaller amounts. Now, REITs are not raising huge amounts of equity capital, but they're raising, you know, hundreds of millions at a time for the overall overall REIT industry raising, you know, you know, tens of billions of dollars of capital. And that's an awful lot to raise from a crowdfunding source. REITs tend to rely on a couple of traditional methods of underwritten equity offerings that are quite often placed with large institutional investors, pension funds, insurance companies. These are the types of companies that manage our own money. I, me, as a worker, I have my retirement money. Much of it is managed by a pension fund. And they're the type of players who come to invest in REITs, as opposed, as opposed to crowdfunding, that you know, it's like a, a retail funding source. Okay. Well, Galvin, I want to ask you about your outlook and your thoughts on some of the various property sectors because there's certainly a lot of factors in the economy and the shared economy that are impacting commercial real estate and, and apartments and retail. So uh, we're going to do that right after this short break. So stay with us. I'm Michael Bull. This is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. 
America's Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. For customized asset and occupancy solutions, visit bullrealty.com. Commercial Agent Success Strategies, incredible training for commercial agents. Visit commercialagentsuccess.com. Bomi International. For facilities and property management education, visit bomi.org. Buyproxy.com. Your global commercial real estate listing service. Visit buyproxy.com. Red IQ. Turning multifamily data into actionable intelligence. Visit rediq.com.